Hey, um, everyone. I have been thinking about something, and I've been thinking about um, recording it and and then uploading it. So, um, and yet, I've been putting this off because I don't necessarily have it totally clear in my mind, but I'm going to give it um, a try anyway. So I've been thinking about the prison of addiction and the prison of the mind. And so, you know, I have been imagining like metaphors, you know, that I love metaphors. So let's say that there's just a sort of standard little village or standard little town or whatever you want to think of. And you know, and there I am, and I am wanting to participate in this town, and it's just not working um, for whatever reason. Um, I'm feeling disconnected from everyone. I'm feeling, um, I just don't feel like I belong. I'm being told I'm too sensitive, and Um, And yet everyone in this town is just going along with life, you know, and they're um, doing just normal life stuff and they're playing games, they're going to work and they're dating and and I am just kind of lost. And so, but I need to, but I don't want to be rejected or abandoned by anyone. I don't want to be excommunicated. I don't want to be shamed, ridiculed. I don't want to, you know, death by stoning, burned at the stake. So as much as I'm trying to hold on to my authentic personality, I'm also um, really struggling. And yet I can't seem to look like I'm struggling. I can't even look feel that way for myself. And so... I reach for something, um, you know, I reach for something to create some sort of armor or shell for me. And, and there are many, many things available to me and, you know, there's shopping, there's sex, there's relationship, there's work, there's sugar, um, there's drugs, alcohol, many, many things. And any, every one of these things people are participating in and, you know, I participate in them and I I seem to like them more than other people. But then I find one that really works for me and, uh, and for me that's food. That no matter where I go, I can have food and sugar and it numbs me, it gives me pleasure and it it just works for me and and at first i can go around the town or the village or whatever and thankfully food is really an abundant thing happening in the village there's always potlucks and holidays and festivals and restaurants and um the food industry is huge and then there are foodies and so i you know, I can walk around and participate in these activities 
and only I know internally that I feel different um, about the food than other people do. Only I, and maybe I do know or maybe I don't, but also, you know, um, in order to participate in this town, I'm, I also have to look a certain way and I have to carry myself a certain way. And, you know, there's the look good and I have to front and I have to do all of these things. And, and I do do them for a certain amount of time. And, and then, but inside I'm, you know, I'm having feelings of self-loathing. I'm having feelings almost every day, constantly, like, please, God, let me wake up and be someone else. Please, God, can I just wake up and be someone else? And every day I wake up and I'm not someone else. And I have to play this part. And and how I, you know, get out of bed is, you know, breakfast gets me out of bed. Um, you know, snacks get me to lunch. Lunch gets me to afternoon snacks. Let's throw in some caffeine, you know, um, knowing that uh, now, knowing that ne- knowing now that caffeine is a natural antidepressant and, you know, sugar is a a natural painkiller and, um, white flour, you know, uh, releases dopamine and all of these things. And I don't know that, but I'm becoming more and more dependent on that. And, you know, people want to have relationships with me, but how can you have a relationship with me if every day I wake up wishing I was someone else? So I go through the motions of having relationships and I cross. And so I go through the emotions of having relationships and part of me, absolutely. I have authentic moments. Um, and I have enough to keep me, you know, just to keep me functioning. Um, so I'm a, I'm a high functioning, um, addict, Somewhere in there, I cross an invisible line. And now, and this is where the metaphor goes to, now, I, when I cross that invisible line in my behavior, whatever it is, sex, love, whatever it is, but I'm just going to focus on the food. When I cross that invisible line and I go into an addiction, I am now in a prison, in a prison of my mind. But let's make that prison metaphorical. So let's say that I, what I don't realize is that when I, like let's say that in the town or in the village I was living in different places, apartments, homes, whatever. And when I crossed into addiction, I moved into a sort of neighborhood or compound, let's say, where it was a prison. Now I'm in some sort of uh, prison. And I, and this is addiction. And I keep wanting to get out of the prison. I keep thinking like, okay, today I'm going to get out of the prison. I don't realize that I've crossed the line into addiction. And once I've crossed that line into addiction... I, I've stepped into a, print, a prison. Um, it is a life sentence. And um, having an addictive personality is a life sentence. So I'm in the prison 
and um, I'm with other people in the prison. Now all of a sudden all my friends, and I don't think I'm in a prison, I just think that I've moved to this neighborhood, you know, where everyone drinks, everyone eats, everyone, you know, it's like, oh, do you want to do a line of Coke? Sure, you know, like that's not a big deal to like be with your friend and she's like, do you want to do a line of something? You don't even think about it. Or, you know, you're with people. And, and again, I've talked about this as being on the fear team, but let's just say that, you know, now I'm in this prison and I can't get out, you know, and let's say that this prison is like a compound. So it's like, you know, a gated community, but the gate is a prison. And I look out and maybe I watch television and I see happy people which seem authentically happy and I know how far away I am from that. Now other people may not know that, but I know how far away I am from those images. And, you know, and more so every day, I'm like, please God, let me wake up and be someone else. But I can't even let myself have those thoughts. So I reach for my substance instead. Like, just please numb me out. Please help me disassociate. Please help me not be here. I just, you know, let me just go through the motions. And then something happens. You know, an Eskimo comes. We talk about the Eskimo. Sees me, recognizes, like, hey, there's a solution for you. You know, and I'm like, oh, great. Is the solution that I wake up and no longer be an addict and that I can go now live in, you know, Normalville, you know, and um, not be an addict anymore? And they're like, uh, no, no, that's that's not that's not an, the solution. I'm like, OK, well, then fuck you. Go away. But, you know, that's actually not what happened to me. But anyway, that's. That's a common response. It's like, no, I'm not interested in that. They're like, okay, hey, why don't you just come to a meeting? So here's the thing. So I'm in this prison compound. I'm drawing a little box. Let's say it's like a mile, square mile. And inside, like gated, it's got the barbed wire. I'm in that prison compound. That's where I am with all that all the other addicts and you know the agreement is I won't talk we'll have all relationships of all different kinds I'm not going to bring up your drinking your sex addiction your whatever and you're not going to bring up my food you know or whatever my you know or you're not going to bring up my anger issue and then now attached to the compound this is the part that I've been like thinking about a lot but I haven't is is a door and it is like one of those I don't know if you've ever um, gone anywhere where like the subway's underground and so like you go down and then you come up right so let's say that there's a door and you go down and you come up and when you come up you're actually in another type of compound let's call it a community center and you and so you walk over there and you're like there's just a bunch of 12 step it's all kinds of 12 step and it's a big community center it's like an Alano club except in the Alano club there's also like 
a door to treatment facilities because the community center is just volunteer but there's a door to a community center there's a door to you know dietitians there's a door to a therapy center and there's a door to whatever you know whatever else medical anything yoga but when you're in the community center you actually can't leave the community center like your choice is even the, even though there are these other rooms like you can go to this room and talk to a psychologist you can go to this room and talk to you know a nutritionist but they're all part of the community center in the big room in the community center they just have all different kinds of 12-step meetings and it's just all people it's all volunteer and you know so for me I'm like I go there you know I'm like all right you know I'm hearing people talk I'm like wow they're talking about my insights and then I leave the community center and the only place I have the only choice I have is to go back to the prison that's it it's one door one door in this prison there's no way out of this prison wherever I go any place I take myself I find out that I'm still in the prison of addiction. So the only door for me and for many people is just this door that leads to 12-step recovery community center. Um, <clears throat> so then what I do is I start going over there. Maybe at first I go over there once a week, then twice a week, then whatever. Then what I want to do slowly over time is... I start to build, I start to notice that the community center has an apartment complex attached to it. I'm like, oh, you can actually live here, you know? So I fucking, I'm like, okay, do I want to live in the prison or do I want to live in 12-step recovery? From the morning I wake up to the morning I go to bed. And I decide I do, I do want to do that. So the the community center, the 12-step community center gets, at first it's kind of small, but over the years it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And it can start to, so the community center now, so when I'm in early recovery, it's like um, anytime I try to leave the community center, no matter how many times I try to leave it, I immediately end up back in the prison. I may think that I'm leaving the community center because, you know, there's the village of quote-unquote normies. We're just going to pretend that they exist. You know, I I was in that village, and then my addiction brought me to the prison. This is kind of a little bit, this is why I've been struggling with kind of talking about this because I'm, Again, getting this clear in my head. Once I cross the line of my own addiction, no matter where I came from, I am now in my own prison. Once I'm in that prison, I only have one choice, which is a spiritual solution um, and, and the power of the fellowship. I need both of those things. So that leads me to the community, the 12-step community center. So like I said, at first I'm just going there every once in a while. Then I start to actually live there. And as I live there, I start to be able to pass for normal. 
Now, and this is a line in the book book where uh, I can't remember the line, the line exactly, but it's it says something to the effect of <clears throat> to live life on a spiritual basis or die an alcoholic death are not easy is not an easy decision to make. Which I've shared before, I think is astounding at how our brains are wired. Do I want to die an alcoholic death? Or do I want to live my entire life based on spiritual principles? And I got to stop and think about that. But it's kind of true, you know, because of our, you know, there are a lot of reasons why people are like, I don't want to do it because we think of holy rollers. We think of all this other stuff. We're like, I don't want to do that. But anyway, so back to living in the community center. When I live in the community center, I think that, and this is the part that I'm not clear on, a lot of people after, I don't know, maybe 10, 15, 20 years and living in the community center, I find that outside of the community center, there are actually little pathways. There are little pathways, and in those pathways are homes and maybe little maybe little neighborhoods, you know, I'm drawing, that's why, you know, maybe little neighborhoods, and they're, it's in the main village. Now, here's the trap, is, this is where I talk about passing for normal. Here's the trap, is that what can happen is, I can start to think, because I'm passing for normal, I can start to think I'm normal, that I don't need to make my spiritual life primary to everything. And then what happens is that when that happens, then all of a sudden my addiction rears its head and I end up back in a prison. And when I'm back in a prison, I have to then go back to the community center, if I'm lucky, once I'm in the prison. If I'm lucky, my, you know, I talk about the my eating disorder as a domestically violent controlling boyfriend. If I'm lucky, Ed, my eating disorder, um, mafia, Irish mafia boyfriend, I might be able to get away from him long enough to end up back in the community center. And then I get there and I've got to like immerse myself again. And then hopefully I think I can practice like leaving the community center, creating, but the, but the thing that I have to remember when I tried to leave the community center after decades and live among people is that what, what makes it so that I can leave the community center is not a decision to leave, but a lifestyle that I just start living that is based on my spirituality completely based on my spirituality um and not just reading scripture reading books or whatever but in my heart in my heart that i am because i don't to to do the transition from the community center to just living in a quiet wonderful lush neighborhood out in what looks like normal land is that I have made my heart connection to my higher power the most fundamental primary thing in my life. 
and I don't do it perfectly every day. Absolutely not. And to be honest, these little houses that I have are really, they're like walking distance to the 12-step community center because I can't forget where I come from. And I think that the transition from the 12-step to the sort of living in a quiet house out in the normal village, quote-unquote, is that transition of having a relationship to my higher power in my heart from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to sleep. And in order for me to have that relationship, I have to wake up every morning and stop praying to God that I wake up as someone else, obviously, but that's part, you know, that I need to stop wishing my life were different, um, which is challenging. Um, and what else? Yeah, I just, you know, I also have to do a lot of grieving. Um, I have to really give myself permission to love myself, if that makes sense. You, it sounds really nice and easy and simple because it's just a bunch of words to put into a sentence to say out loud and create um, an auditory experience. But to love myself is to look at all the parts of myself Um all the younger stages of myself to have the memories of myself come up and not cringe. Um, but instead like where I'm at now is to have those memories come up and just go, yeah, yeah, you were really floundering or yeah, that was so hard, you know, or yeah, that felt so awkward for me. For you or oh you poor baby you just really did not know how to just handle this situation or you know you didn't know how to connect to people um, or wow you didn't really feel safe in that or looking at behaviors that I did and just being like wow you know yeah that's what happens when you're not really given good strong moral um, uh, teachers in your life and you know you you did what you saw happening around you and it doesn't feel good does it and to look back on it feels really bad doesn't it and yeah you know a lot of people have to learn this way and how lucky are you that you got to make a different choice to choice along the way and that you got out of prison into recovery and in recovery, you started learning, you know, about principles and living by your principles. You got to learn about like who you really are and what you really like, what you like, not what other people like, but what you genuinely like. And you got to develop authentic 
relationships where you don't have to hide or apologize for any part of you. You don't have to hide your mental health issues. You don't have to apologize for being very special needs around your food or around the trauma that you struggle with. You can just be very open with people who are safe to be open with because you pick those people now. And it can be very, very hard when on the outside your life looks really small. But we know how deep and rich your life is internally. And that right now you're just really struggling. And, you know, it's always a struggle to break through. And it it's so hard. It's so hard to have a lot of time and a lot of recovery and to think to yourself oh my god i'm still here i'm still special need i'm still and that that i understand what you're saying but talking to yourself like that isn't very helpful you know um everyone we everyone has to keep growing and they have to keep growing that doesn't mean they choose to keep growing Meaning that the energy is going to keep going. And you know what happens when you stop up energy. It will turn in on itself. It will, you know, decay. That's where you get mold and rot and stuff. It's like, it's just, it, it's not, it doesn't have a place to grow. And, and you're giving yourself a, pace, a place to grow. And it's, and it's hard. And, um, and so what do I want to model? I don't, I was thinking about how I tell you guys, like, this is what recovery looks like. You know, what it looks like for me right now is, is that, you know, it looks like crying. looks like leaving this voice memo. It looks like that the bar is so fucking low that every day I'm like, are you sober and abstinent today? Yes. Yes, I am. Okay. That's all you need to do today. Now, I know that I had a a long list of things that I wanted to accomplish and how I wanted um, my little short vacation to look like, and that's not what it's looking like at all. But I have maintained my sobriety and my abstinence, and I have talked to friends, and I've reached out, and, uh, and I have stayed authentically myself even as I struggle with the disassociation even as I struggle with that I still come back to being me and speaking my truth so I don't know um I never know if any of this is um helpful or resonates with people but maybe what can be helpful and resonate with you is that no matter where you are in your journey that you tell the truth of where you are. You just tell the authentic truth of where you are. And of course, behind that means that you have to know where you are. You have to be in your body. So um, thank you guys for listening to me. All right. Love you. Bye.